1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome inside Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Bob Pompiani here. Maddie Harkins is behind the glass. he will be taking your calls at 412-928-9370. It's also the number of the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. And Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram, in Peters Township, or visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Jim Colony is looking for a place to vacation, and I can offer you many before you leave here, if you want.
3: If you'd like. I, one thing, I you know one thing, remember I, at the very end I'm rambling on going like there was something else I wanted to talk about. I didn't mention it. Buzz Aldrin. Did you see this? No. Buzz Aldrin got married. Okay, he's 93 years old. Did they fly to he, the moon? He got. Is he no. over the moon? Take me to the moon. No, they, <laughs> he's ninety three, and and his his wife now his longtime companion, I guess technically a girlfriend, who's sixty three, right? I mean, so that's yeah. I mean, good for him, but but um yeah. Ni- they got married yesterday on his ninety third birthday, and then I so I looked up his bio. Of course, his real name is Edwin, which I'd forgotten about. No <laughs> I didn't know Yeah, Edwin. <laughs> Edwin Aldrin, which actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Edwin Aldrin. Edwin Aldrin. He'd sounds be one like of those guys that if he, if he played hockey, the play by play guys would use both of his names. Um but anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> so Buzz and, and then I looked up his bio. I didn't realize this is his fourth man. He's like Joe Hardy. And he looks great for ninety three. You see it's funny. like Maybe that's the that. secret. Well, what, to go to the moon? <laughs> no. Come back with Oh, okay. But but, well, no, I'm just yeah, but Joe, I'm you know, Joe lived to be 100. 100. I guess he, and he made it. I guess he did make
2: it. He, he you know, that was He, he did like the wild queen. I, I was up there that day. We were we were doing the party that night and yeah. he was all looking forward to it and I think in his own way Mr. Hardy wanted everybody to be there, and this was his way to do it. That's, he lasted until that day exactly. That's who, who, unbelievable. I mean, that's a boss move, right? You oh, absolutely. You can will yourself to, to go to 100.
3: But but no, but Buzz, I'm, you know, you kind of forget about him, right, because he's one of those guys that he was like Neil Armstrong's – he was his wingman. He really right, was. Right. And and uh, so you forget about Buzz because he was a second guy on the moon, and it's all about Neil Armstrong this and Neil Armstrong that. But, I mean, Buzz, fourth
2: wife – 63 with all due respect to making you know nuptials at that age is there is there a benefit at I, that age i mean I, I, I mean companionship is good I like I think people should be oh absolutely you know, but to take it all the way to the finish line like that I don't know I mean that's. well
3: I, I, I've well if you're in our in in our position like you and i are lucky enough that we're in a position where hopefully um well not hopefully I mean it it, it is going to be like we're gonna have the same right we're, we're gonna have the we're same termers we're not going to be on number four and yet, I know what you mean, though. If, if you know, if something were to happen to me, I mean, I'm guessing it'll happen to me before it happens to her. And if Linda outlives me by 10 years, then, yeah, I'd want her to
2: have somebody to hang out yeah. with. Companionship's good. I just, you know, I don't know if you have to.
3: The, are there tax benefits when you get to be 93 <laughs> years old? I don't know. I have to talk to her.
2: Well, if I'm 93 worrying about tax benefits, <laughs> just shoot me anywhere. I don't want like, come on.
3: If he's I'm worrying not... about the other benefits, then God bless him. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, I I could go on about. See, isn't that, this more fun know, than talking about Matt Canada? Yes, it is. I don't want to talk about Matt Canada anymore. Whether the performance level of a 93 year old—that's what we're getting into here. Interesting.
3: Well, there uh, are plenty of products that are available. I, I, I just don't know. You can hear about on this I don't station. Know. I wouldn't want to watch that. like right, right. well, I gotta go, and they're not gonna ask me to come back again. We're talking about this.
2: Um, or oh, we Five can get some, we can get some new sponsors. You know, yes. <laughs> some of those manufacturers who have those products that make it easy. A little bit
3: out of our demographic, <laughs> I believe, our listening audience, or
2: 93-year-old, uh, but hey. Yeah, we're not doing that. So, here, Jim, thank you. Jim Colony, looking for a place to go. If you do have some advice for him, let him know. He's not interested in making a long trip to Hawaii, which I think is a good trip, but it is a long trip. No, I told you, if you want to go to Hawaii, I can give you all these suggestions. But if you don't want to go to Hawaii, Bahamas is a good suggestion. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not too far. By. It's not that difficult to get to.
3: You ever gone to the Mediterranean?
2: Uh, have you done Italy? I've done Italy, yes. But have you gone no to where the like the blue no. water
3: is, like in No? Mammabia. I'd
2: love to do that. I'm sure Lisa wants to do that. We'll, as we get okay. older, <laughs> we'll figure that out. See, you need to retire, Bob, and then I'm you. I'm not can... going to retire. I'm not interested in that right now. Really? No. Oh, okay. Do you want me to? I don't know. No. Yeah, but then I take a job. Come out of retirement. <laughs> All right. See yeah. All right. That's Jim Colony, ladies and gentlemen. I could officially say Jim Colony is left Let the building. Me. Anyway, I want to tell you, our show is brought to you by number one Cochran Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. And you want to talk about a good place to watch games? Iron Rock Tap House is that place. PNC Bank, make today the day at PNC. All right, so we have a lot to get into. I want to start, like I told Jim when he first had me on there at the end of his show, with load management. It's a different topic, but it's an interesting topic. And it was interesting last night because I know Colin Dunlap took... I think his daughter up there to Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland many times to watch Cavaliers games. I know this is not an NBA town, so bear with me. This is a topic, however, that if you are somebody who wants to watch a game close by in Cleveland and you knew Golden State had one and one only trip to that place all year, you bought tickets in advance, you know, you had an opportunity to watch Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, all those guys, except none of them played. Neither did Donovan Mitchell, one of the most exciting guys in the game for Cleveland. Load management. Golden State had played the night before a really intense game with Boston that went into overtime. And this is a problem, I think, and it should be a problem because if you are a, you know, and I guess buyer beware in all of the situation, but if you're a situ if you're in the situation where you want to watch one of those kinds of games and you know and you have to buy these tickets in advance because they sell out quickly that Uh, Golden State's coming to Cleveland. I'm driving up. We're going to make a big day of it. And yet none of those guys plays. Five of their starters didn't play, including Draymond Green. Not that I would go to see him, but you know what I mean. And yet Golden State still won due largely because of Jordan Poole, who's a really good player. But Cleveland is a good team. It's a good matchup. None of the showcase players played. I think the NBA has to address that problem. How do you do it? Steve Kerr said after the game last night, you reduce the number of games. The NBA will never do that. No league does that. If anything, they increase games. Witness the NFL, and it'll go from 17 to 18 eventually. There's revenue. But if you're really in a position of trying to tax players or not tax them as much, I think a reduction in regular season games could be the answer. I wouldn't hold my breath. It's not going to change anything. They're going to want the money, period. People will buy the money, and those are expensive tickets. And, and that game against Cleveland, uh, Golden State, if you went up there, you're going to pay some cash for that, but you got to see nobody. And that's that's a shame because I think people you know should be uh, they should the NBA needs to address this somehow some way because it's one thing to miss a player with injury and I know these guys were you know they have banged up injuries by playing all these games back to back games are difficult. If I was a buying consumer for one of these games, I would also look at the schedule and see what these guys are dealing with in terms of back to back games. Much of this load management issue comes on back to back games. Coaches will not play guys on back-to-back games. Well, why do they schedule back-to-back games then? Because they have to get all these games in in a certain amount of time before they get to the playoffs. So, I mean, those are, those are the issues at stake here, and I don't think it's fair to buying public, but then again, buyer beware, as I said. If you have a thought about that, let me know. Um, you know what you think. But load management has become a big talking point in the NBA. We have a lot to get into today. We have some really intriguing football games going on. Of course, we have a very important basketball game coming up here later today on 93.7 The Fan. It's Pitt and Florida State, and the Pitt Panthers. We haven't said March Madness, Maddie, in a long time. We haven't said March Madness. Could it be this is the year? Pitt right now is six and two in the ACC, and they've done it without their best player from last year, John Hughley, without their number one uh, recruit who was coming in and going to be a starter, Dior Johnson, and they're doing it with a bunch of uh, transfer portal guys. And they're playing really well as a team. And, and kudos to Jeff Capel for getting the results because it's been a long time. And they're taking on an FSU team that is not as good as it was in previous years. But anytime, if you follow college basketball, you know Leonard Hamilton's teams. And he's been there for a long time, two decades plus, uh, down there at Florida State. Uh, they, they know how to rebound the basketball. They're physical. They have length on their side. That's a problem for Pitt because Pitt has been giving up a lot of offensive rebounds, even in their wins. What Pitt has done better than most is shoot a lot of threes and make a lot of threes. That's something I did not expect. They lead the ACC in three-point attempts. They're also number three in the ACC in three-pointers made. So that tells you they're getting it done from the outside, which is good. They're also making foul shots, which is always something that I never thought Pitt would do well enough. But this year, they are doing it. Their star players have combined for 90% made foul shots. In ACC games. That's how you close out games. And Pitt has done that with wins against um, number 10 Virginia. They That was a tough game at the Pete. They beat Syracuse on the road. They beat North Carolina. They beat NC State. They lost to Duke. They led by 11 at halftime. So they could be the legit team. They beat up on Louisville the other night. Boy, what's happened to Louisville? I just, they haven't won a game in conference. They're and 8 They're terrible. They are craving the days of Rick Pitino. <laughs> and, and everything that came with it. Because they're not winning. It's funny what lack of winning will do to you. Anyway, we're just getting started here. It's 4129289370 is that number to call?
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: All right, welcome back on a glooming Saturday. It's cold outside. A little snow, atmospheric snow. That's nice. It's a football weekend. Two games today, two more tomorrow, and they're big ones. Jacksonville, Kansas City, New York Giants, Philly today, and then you have Cincinnati, Buffalo. You'll see that one on KDK tomorrow at 3.00. Dallas, San Francisco and any of these teams to me. I mean, I would rule Jacksonville as a long shot even though I think they're capable. You know, they played Kansas City earlier. They left a lot out there on the table. They were in Kansas City position, uh deep in their territory. They uh had they screwed it up once got no points, turnover, they missed a field goal. One thing about Kansas City when you're playing at Arrowhead, man, you cannot miss opportunities. I think also Travis Etienne has to get more carries. They gotta somehow keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes, if possible. And they have so many people on that team that can kill you. So uh, that would be a long uh, shot for me. But at the same time, uh, Jacksonville showed me a lot in the second half after being down so big, twenty-seven to nothing against the Chargers last week. How about the Giants in Philly? You got to give a lot of credit for Brian Dayball and his ability to get the quarterbacks and make them better. He reduced the turnovers when he was the quarterback coach and the guy in charge of Josh Allen in Buffalo. And this year did the same with Daniel Jones, who was a turnover machine, quite frankly. He's turned into a really good player. And now they have a problem on their hands what to do with him because they did not pick up his, you know, fifth year option. So that makes him somebody who can do what he wants. They can still franchise tag him, which they probably will. Which leads us to Lamar Jackson, another guy who you know, John Harbaugh said 200 percent certain he is our quarterback. That's easier said than done. He may be because you again hold the franchise tag over him but will they get a long-term deal done for him? I don't know. And I don't know if he wants to. I don't know down deep if they want to. So, that's another interesting off-season story. Tomorrow you got Cincinnati Buffalo. What can you say about that? Again, Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, they may be very motivated because they thought they got the short end of a lot of stuff with what happened back on that Monday night in Cincinnati. And then Dallas San Francisco is Brock Purdy. Is it for real? Reports out there indicate that San Francisco will will make him their quarterback next year and not Trey Lance. I find that a little stretch for this point because they put so much invested into Trey Lance. Um, But we'll see. I mean, if he wins another game and gets them to an NFC Championship game and then beyond that, why would they make a change? Quite frankly, I mean, he's done a very good job. And it's nice to have a scheme that makes it work and frees up people like Shanahan's uh, schemes often do. But I think it's really encouraging that if you're San Francisco, to get that much out of that guy is incredible. And it's, it's a testament to their coaching and development so quickly for a guy like that. 412-928-9370. Let's get out to the phone lines. We begin with Brandon in Penn Hills. Hey, Brandon, how are you?
4: I'm well. Just had a good breakfast. How are you, Bob? Good. Uh, I wanted to talk about how Kenny Pickett doesn't actually like Matt Canada, whether he realizes it or not. I wanted to throw some numbers at you. I'd say seven yards an attempt is a pretty healthy, like borderline healthy average. Anything below that's not good. Ben Roethlisberger played over half the games in his career for uh, 17 years. The only two where he averaged under seven yards an attempt were 2020 and 2021. Kenny Pickett, 6.1 yards an attempt. So this is a recent trend in the offense, and it's not going to get better. He said after the Philadelphia game, he doesn't like how it takes 12, 13, 14, 15 plays to get down into the end zone. Well, Kenny, you're going to be doing that every game when you can barely get six yards every time you throw the ball, on average. So nothing's going to change. People say they want more explosiveness in this offense. They were asking for that in the middle of the year. Claypool wanted more go balls. Did he? Did he get more go balls? No, so... I don't know why people expect a, t- a Tiger to change its
2: stripes. Brandon, the only thing I'll tell you is the Steelers were number three in the NFL in goal balls. The problem was, I thought, they were in the same area. They were on the sidelines. and weren't in the middle of the field. Difficult to complete all those passes in that situation. And I'm not defending that because I agree with you. I think they need more explosiveness in their offense. Uh, but I also think that they could very well bring in a pass game coordinator to help. They could do a lot of different things that they know it. If you don't think they know it, you're crazy. They do they know it. They know that they have to do that and they haven't been able to do it. But well, it starts it starts with some play action too that I think will help all things matter and they, and they you know they led the NFL in um, 151 yards per average in their last four games. And again, I understand the competition wasn't all that great, but there are there are things that they made their decision based on how this offense was moving forward at the end of the year. Is that false, you know, fool's gold? I don't know. We'll find out. They made a choice. And we'll see what they do with it. But I think you're going to see this offense take another step in a different direction down the field. It has to. It cannot survive, as you describe because it's, it's not good enough that way.
4: Well, I mean, you say they see that, and they know it. But I'm sure they saw that in 2020 and 2021 and in 2022. It's the same. The yards per has have actually been going down three years in a row. So, I don't – I mean, they knew – and Canada wasn't even the offensive coordinator in 2020, technically, even though you had the fingerprints on the offense – So this is more about what Mike Tomlin wants, and if I could just ask Tomlin and give him truth serum, I'd just ask him, what does this offense do that he likes? Not what he wants it to do or hopes it can do, because he always says this is a results-oriented business. So what results does it put on the field that he likes? Because he's clearly satisfied with under 6.4 yards an attempt for three years.
2: Well, ago. I I know for a fact he's not satisfied with that. I know for a fact, because I've talked to him about it, he's not satisfied with that. But I get your point, and I think they need that's that's the challenge for them. they got to move forward with this, and they have to go down the field more. They have to use the middle of the field more. The good thing about their offense is just about everyone is under the age of 26 who's involved, key players. And I think a year of growth, again, they made the choice. I didn't think they'd make that choice, but they made the choice. And so since they did, all you can do at this point is see where it takes them. I don't expect any sort of extension. I expect one year. So you may classify him lame duck. You may classify him whatever you want. But he has to prove it, and they have to prove it next year. Thanks for the call, Brandon. I do appreciate mm-hmm. it. Let's go to Marty and Frick Park. Marty, how are you?
5: Hey, Bob. I got, I got an old 40-year-old uh, uh, load management story. I want to see the uh, Rockets <laughs> play the Lakers. 82 83 season. Ross Samson's a rookie. The Rockets still weren't very good the year before. They got a keen, too. But so, anyhow, they play the Lakers. I think Kareem hit a, hit a winning hook shot to win the game. The next day, I got a fight in New Orleans. Kareem and Magic and the Lakers are in the airport. They're flying commercial. So I looked it up before I called you. Kareem played 20 years, Bob. 20 years. The man was 7'2 or 7'3. He averaged 78 games a year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he
5: was flying. He was flying commercial. Michael was last two years with the Wizards. Played almost every game. 38, 39 year old guy. I mean, here's here's what I'd say to Steve Kerr. Maybe you'll agree or disagree. If they cut if they cut the uh, league from eighty-two to seventy-two games, Kyrie would still miss twenty percent of the games. Yeah, <laughs> Kyrie's missed twenty yeah, percent of the games. Whole they're career.
2: micromanaging yeah. these guys to the point where it makes. Again, you have to consider the consumer. The consumer's the one paying for all these tickets too. You know, and it's also television. Um, you know, I saw a lot of complaints last night from people who wanted to watch that game and were disappointed that none of the star players were playing. Uh, you know, and, 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 it seems like when they do it, Marty, they don't do it with just one guy. They do it with five guys, you know, four guys, right, yeah, they
5: just basically you know, ignore the fan now, fans. Now they but won the
2: game. Sure. So I'm not, gonna I mean, yeah. what can you say? Golden State still won the well, game.
5: Well, I mean, that's, just, that's, that's just random nature of basketball. Even that, even that Rockets team was awful the year before they got a game. They still had Ralph. They were, they won like 20 games that year, but I mean. The, the, the thing is, they they basically keep telling the fan base, "Hey, these regular season games don't mean anything." So the playoffs are all that matter. Why why wouldn't the fans kind of react to that? I guess I guess I guess TV reacts to that. They pay like five times as much for two months of playoffs as they pay for the eighty game regular season. Yeah. So it's it's just a shame.
2: It I is feel a sorry shame, for and I feel tech sorry tech for history. people who went there. Yeah. I know Colin went up there with his daughter, and you want to see Absolutely. those guys play. You want to see everything that comes with an NBA game featuring star players. And right? Yet, none mean, of it. And
5: I mean, I can't speak for Colin, but I bet you, if if, if, if Clay Thompson would have played, he'd have been okay with it, right? If
2: if, if one of the, yeah, just of the somebody.
5: Played. Yeah. They elect yeah, exactly. not to
2: play any of them, and it was just. And then you throw in Donovan Mitchell, who had a 71 point game this year. You get to see none of that. Uh, I think the NBA has to confront that problem and figure something out. But, Marty, thanks. I appreciate it. You're right. Back in the day, guys played. It was the same with all these sports. You know, they they had to play. They were trying to make money, and a lot of it wasn't guaranteed money. So it was based on what you did. Now with guaranteed contracts, coddling of some playing time. Listen, guys get banged up. I get it. But at some point, and you're putting the coaches in a tough position. That's the other part of this because they have to look long-term. They can't afford to have, like, for example, Steve Kerr, if – for example, you know, Steph Curry came back from an injury recently. If it's a recurrence because he's playing too much, that's on Steve Kerr. And he has to answer that question to, you know, if they get into the playoffs and they don't have their best player. I get it. But the league in general has to take this issue up. Marty, thanks for the call at 412-928-9370. We got more coming up. We got uh Matty Ice headline.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Number one, Cochrane, Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Iron Rock Taphouse in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about. PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC Bank. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman plus Ireland Contracting. It's the home of the nightly sports call every night. Pittsburgh CW 1035, and we do it sometimes simulcast right here on the fan. Uh, we've been talking about load management. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means <laughs> – it's about an NBA trend that makes coaches decide they're not going to play a lot of their star players on back-to-back nights. And we saw that in Cleveland last night where five of the starting guys for Golden State did not play, uh, and neither did the, the best player for Cleveland right now, Donovan Mitchell, who had 71 points earlier in a ga- uh, game. These were back-to-back games for Golden State. You understand it, I suppose. One way to alleviate the problem is just get rid of back-to-back games but then the season drags on. The only way you can do that is if you limit the amount of regular season games, cut them by 10, which they won't do because it's all revenue. Diane Carney on Twitter hits me up at Katie Pomp, and she said, if you look it up, Bob, Mario versus Gretzky didn't happen very often. Schedules and injuries. Sporting tickets are an investment now. Have to plan as best as you can. They know it can go wrong. Those horrible Sunday lineups for the Pirates, which is another thing that people, you know, you pay money for and you expect to see players you want to pay for and you don't get it. So it is an issue in the NBA. There's no question because it happens more than just one guy. You know, it's, it's one thing if one guy sits out and you still can see other players when they decide to do it it normally is and Popovich did this down in San Antonio all the time with Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker and those guys and Tim Duncan, they wouldn't play uh, all of them at once. Uh and you're paying for what then? You that's why you pay it. But I guess buyer beware is the thing. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Four one two nine two eight ninety-three seventy Jeff Hathorn had texted me and said he he took um his daughter up to watch a Cleveland game, specifically to see Luka Doncic for Dallas, and he wasn't even there. Uh, with no forewarning. You know, you buy the tickets, you expect it, you don't get it. And I, I think the NBA needs to address it somehow, some way. I don't have an answer, but I think there are answers out there and they need to check it out for sure. In the meantime, we have uh, some interesting stuff in the NFL today. Really good weekend to watch games. I don't think there's any question. Um, Three of the eight starting quarterbacks last week made their postseason debuts, and they did it in historic fashion. I'm going to start with Daniel Jones. because He became the first player in NFL history with at least 300 passing yards, two touchdown passes, and 70 rushing yards. He had 78, I believe. Um, first guy ever to do that. I would never have bet that Daniel Jones, the one I saw the first four years, but it goes to show you what some good coaching can do. And Brian Daybold, I think has a way of turning guys around make them more efficient. I will say this. He cut down on his turnovers, um, quite a bit. Daniel Jones was a turnover machine. The one thought I have, it's a meme. Of course, anytime I think of Daniel Jones, I think him running all alone to our, for what would have been like an 85 yard touchdown and him just falling, tripping on nothing. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I think of, but he has refined his game. He's been very good. You could argue the best quarterback in the league for the past six weeks. And now he's going to get paid, too, because they did not pick up his option, which means he can do a lot of different things, or can he? You know, franchise tag. But it's still a lot of money that he's going to get that maybe m- people didn't think so. Also, Trevor Lawrence, uh, what a game he had. He passed for 288 yards, four touchdowns, most of it in the second half. They overcame a 27 to nothing deficit to come back and win four touchdowns four interceptions in the same game ben roethlisberger was the last to do that and then you had brock purdy became the first rookie quarterback ever with four total touchdowns he had three i think it's three passing one running or maybe it was two two i don't remember four total touchdowns in a playoff game um in his first career start so i mean and and then you throw in a seventh round pick this is why when i when i look at some of the stuff that i see with rookie of the year in the nfl they did not put Brock Purdy's name on there. And for me, I'd put him on. You had Sauce Gar- you had two Jets, two Seahawks in there. You had Sauce Gardner from the Jets, as well as Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver. And you had Tariq Woolen, uh, the quarterback for Seattle, along with Kenneth Walker, a running back for Seattle. Then you had Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to be on that list. You knew that. And Chris Olave, the Saints wide receiver. But why wouldn't Brock Purdy be on that list? They'll say he didn't play enough games. Well, listen— He was thrown into an almost dire situation. He was a seventh-round draft pick, a raw rookie who was then asked to come in and keep that that ship floating. Not only did he float, he's put it into just high gear. I think that deserves consideration. I think that is something he should have been on. And speaking of reducing turnovers, like I mentioned with Daniel Jones, another reason I think Mike Tomlin elected to keep Matt Canada around is because – Kenny Pickett was the best in protecting the football the last eight games. I think 0.4%. There weren't – you know, turnovers are a big part of it. You know, whatever decision they made, they made it because they thought that offense was trending forward, and so that's what they did. Anyway, it should be fun fun uh, weekend, and we can talk about more of these games as we go along. Cincinnati-Buffalo tomorrow will be great. Dallas-San Francisco should be even greater. Let's go out to Counselor, who joins us on the cell phone. Hey, Counselor, how you doing? Bob, listen –
6: um, Hi, hi. Are you? How are you, Bob?
2: I'm good. What's going on, man?
6: Okay, a uh, couple of things. One on the on the Steelers. I know it's kind of uh, something of a fantasy wish, but the Steelers have got to choose when they get their first round pick. If there's an offensive tackle who's the best quote unquote offensive tackle at that pick, unless the corner is a shutdown corner that's rated higher. They've got to get an offensive tackle to protect uh uh tickets, pack line side. Okay? And I, I just don't think Dan Moore's good as a swing tackle. I don't think he's consistent enough as a starter.
2: Okay, what else? Um
6: yeah. The other thing is on the Pirates, yes, I'm happy touches back. It's a nice promo, whatever you want to call it. Probably sell some tickets too. But the bottom line is They need to take some funds that they're spending on, you know, these one-year, you know, here's a body for this, okay, to uh, put it together and make another offer to Brian Reynolds to try at least and sign him more than just what they did on this last offer because it's not going to make any difference if after, you know – McCutcheon's gone, maybe they get that number one pick who's the outfielder from LSU, and you take away Reynolds, all you got is Switz and he's not a consistent enough hitter average-wise right. for me. They expect Travis Swaggerty
2: to be one of those guys. Thanks, Counselor, I'm up against the break here. But, I, I, yeah, you know, these are two separate issues. This is a feel-good story, and it's it's a no-brainer. The only thing that bothered me a little bit is that Andrew McCutcheon had to make the call to Bob Nutting. I thought it should have been in reverse um, but whatever, they got it done for that, and that's fine. Uh, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. He can help those younger guys in a lot of different ways. And he also would have been their top RBI guy had he been on their roster last year. So that's good. But they need so much more. And I would agree with you. I think I would sign Brian Reynolds to the market price, whatever that is. You got to pay it at some point. With regard to Steelers, tackle would be my number one issue, unless, as you said, there is somebody there that they didn't expect that they can get, sort of like what they got Kenny Pickett. Um, If it happens that way, but tackle's high on my list, inside linebacker's high on my list, although they have money to spend, and there's guys out there who can fit that bill. You're going to have to pay a lot, but you would have had to pay a lot if Devin Bush had been the player you wanted. He would have been in his fifth year. you would have to pay the money. They decided not to do it, so he'll be gone. They need to find a capable replacement.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.